Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard the guy with the cool announcer voice. This is another episode of Tailgater Sports. Yes. Football is back. Let me bring in my two co-hosts real quick before we get any further along. His name is Randy. He's a fan of a 1-0 NFL team. That's right. I am. My name is Eric, by the way. I'm a fan of a 1-0 NFL team. <laughs> and this guy's name is Tyler. He's a fan of an 0-1 NFL team, the Atlanta Falcons. Season Jump. is over. I'm ready to cry. Just bring on 2021. You know what I love about week one, by the way? I love scouting out the teams. I know it's super, super early, but half the analysts on TV are already saying bonehead remarks like week two is oh. when you really separate the men from the boys. Oh, dude. My dog, it's week two. How great was it? So let's just get right into Thursday night football. Thursday night football last yeah. night, the Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody had their raging boners. Baker versus Burrow. Number one pick, number one pick. Heisman Trophy winner, Heisman Trophy winner. And of course, like you just said, how many people, how many times did you see week two? Is this already a must win game for the Cleveland Browns? Like, oh my God, Guys, shut relax. up. Relax. Dude, my, cause my thing is like week one, I love watching this. I, I love getting an idea of the teams. And then from there thinking to myself, okay, what team at the end of the season is going to need a quarterback? Like, right. That's my fun little game. But week two makes no sense. Cause they're talking about how like, oh, well, this is the season where you really get to see what the teams are really made of. Right. I'm like, bro, it's week two. Like, I get that. I get that. It was a, some bad optics. Cleveland Browns got yeah. shellacked by the Ravens in week oh, yeah. one. So, obviously, you want a rebound game. You want to look better. You want to not get beat up by a rookie QB in his second start of his career. Yep. But to say, oh, the Browns in a must-win game in week two. Uh, like, come on, dude. But, by the way, probably quote, a must-win game for the Falcons this week. Those stupid old one bums. Oh, Absolutely. I, I mean, no. at this point, after that, you just like, let's just tank the season, guys. It's over. It's a wrap. Yeah, pretty much. To, well, to quote a very famous uh, cheesehead, R-E-L-A-X, relax. I thought Relax, gonna, everybody. I don't know what I you're talking about. Randy, our, our, yeah. our in-house G said. By the way, Randy's oh, a Packers no, no, fan no. for those who have not listened to this before huh. or did not know. Only I'm thing a that Buffalo matters, Bills fan, so. Only thing that matters is what our favorite football teams are. Basketball, go away. Go away. Baseball, eat dirt. Hockey, I don't, I don't, I don't care two issues about the stars or the lighting. So whatever. See, Daddy's home. Exactly. Put the kids to bed. Football's back. My question though, Tyler, who are you guys playing this week? We played Dallas, so I'm oh. actually kind of hyped for that game. <laughs> I love, I love any time we get to play the Cowboys. Saw wow, this morning on ES, saw this morning on ESPN that uh, the Falcons sent Stephen A. Smith a Falcons jersey because of his hatred for the Cowboys. So he's repping us this week. We got him on our side. Oh, I'm kind of pumped for this game. It's gonna be a good one. I don't know, man. All the nearly half the games you selected to be good ones last week were absolute yeah. snoozers. We're gonna so we're gonna have they're, they're to uh, we're gonna keep score <laughs> as we go through this podcast. So we got because we're gonna circle back go over some of our picks for last week, the blowouts that we called. We're gonna go over some of our fantasy football stuff. And overall, Tyler, you had an absolute garbage week to start the NFL season. The season is we're young. gonna keep score as we go along and just show just point out for as good of a football nut as kind of yeah. a Rain Man football brain you have. You have some horrible picks. Terrible. You know, it, look, I couldn't see anything because there was no post or there was no preseason games. I couldn't get a gauge. I, I was okay, kind of yeah, shooting in the dark year, here. But last year, the Giants went 4-0 in preseason and then completely crapped the bed during the regular season. Preseason gives you nothing. I think nowadays it really does give you nothing. Right. The other crazy early season take that I'm seeing now, which is my favorite, is the... Would you take Joe Burrow over your current quarterback overreactionary stuff? No. So yesterday okay. against Baker Mayfield, right? Like yeah. I said, 
big, big meeting of talent, right? First overall picks, Heisman Trophy winners, um, Joe Burrow, fresh off of LSU National Championship. The guys are both studs, but obviously Baker Mayfield struggled after his rookie season. He's in year, what, three now, I think, something like that? Yeah. Or four. He's had a couple down years after he set his rookie TD passer record with the Browns. So last night, Joe Burrow, 37 of 61 freaking passes. That's so crazy. Three touchdowns, 316 yards. Baker Mayfield on the other side, 16 of 23, 215, two TDs, one what, interception. What is the point of signing Mixon if you're not going to give him the ball? Right. That's so stupid. Oh, and my you God. You see his frustration yesterday. He's they an got, angry runner, too, man. Yeah. How many times they did he come through a hole and he's like head. nine yards down the field all of a sudden? Well, my thing, though, is that like... Half half the time when you see teams rebuilding, it's the teams that sort of rebuild the line first that end up getting the furthest because you see everyone everyone supplement the the outer players like the running backs, the receivers, yeah. and half the time it doesn't work, you know, because it's like great you have Mixon, but where's he running? Where's he going? He's running into a wall, right? You know what I mean? And you can see that like dude Burrow was running for his life like eighty percent of the game. If I felt so bad for this dude, I texted you guys last night. Yeah, here's where my Burrow take comes oh, in. That's right now. Randy Randy hit me up saying like, hey, I'm huge on Joe Burrow, so watch your mouth. It's nothing bad against Joe Burrow, but this is where you guys might hate me. I see, I'm not, I want to make this clear. I'm not saying he is him, but I see small shades of Steve Young inside of Joe Burrow. Um, well, now let me, I'm too, hear me, I'm too hear separated me from, I'm too separated. Like half the time when people compare modern day quarterbacks to Dan Marino or Steve Young, or uh, jo- you know Montana. Yeah, I'm so far disconnected from that era that it really doesn't well, mean anything. to Tyler's me. Tyler's the historian on the podcast. Yeah. He's the guy that would make those connections. Like I'm very much the same. Era yeah. talk, tape watching, now, comparisons. I I barely remember what happened last yeah, season. Sometimes, but, but see, like my thing too, though. Half the time when people make these sorts of takes is okay. Yeah, that quarterback was good then. Doesn't mean that quarterback is good now. So, so enlighten us, Tyler. How do you give us give us the I'm too dumb to remember. Who did you, Steve Young? Steve Young. Yeah, uh, Steve he said, Young. Steve Young. said uh, autogram. Not uh, tap, oh, into the, yeah, tap into that Rain Man brain of yours. And don't give us any picks because you suck at those, but tell us why God. he compared to the other. <laughs> Look, Steve Young. Okay, Joe Burrow, this is what I see from him. He loves to run. And notice how when he does dive or is supposed to slide, he kind of goes head first or oh. body first. He doesn't do the traditional slide. Yeah. Steve I'm Young sure was a lot of the same. Way. loves that. Yeah, right. I mean, like Steve Young was the same way when he ran. He was a very angry runner. I've seen this dude run without his helmet a couple times, too. Also, Steve Young, when it came down to it, very calm, cool, collective in the pocket, very poised under pressure. I know it's only been two games, but I see a lot of that from Joe Burrow when it matters. Granted, his O-line is absolute garbage. His His O-line is terrible. But when he has to put a drive together, like we saw at the end of the Chargers game last week, like we saw a little bit yesterday, when he has to put a drive together, he's really calm about it. He's really cool. He keeps a level head. I'm not saying he is Steve Young, but I do see some shades, and I think Burrow's going to be a hell of a quarterback right. in the future. The dude looks good. Like I'm not trying to trash him at all, but the I'm just pointing out the overreactions, you know, two games in. But, like, the dude is obviously good. Like, Oh, yeah. He... he like you said, the poise, he led some very long drives, he makes a couple mistakes, but he's a rookie, you know, two games in, what are you going to do? And it's one of those things where you see this, the flaws in the O-line and why he's running for his life half the time. And then you see what he is doing when he does have time. And you start to think, man, if he had an O-line, maybe these guys would actually be 2-0 and instead of 0-2 right now. You figure he has weapons, AJ Green, Joe Mixon in the backfield, Tyler Boyd, 
you know, Bernard's not a bum running. Like he yeah. has weapons. So, I don't but know. then I just feel like Tyler's analysis half the time is just sort of like just sort of throw throw it into the wind because Tyler will say stupid remarks like, you know, I was watching Burrow the other day and I, I saw lots of signs of Johnny Unitas in him. So I'm okay, feeling, I'm feeling real good about this guy. So it's We're like not going that far back. <laughs> I don't know that. Did because you Google old old QBs? I did. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> it Johnny Unitas? Only old QBs I remember. Friend Tarkenton, uh, which screw him in the Vikings. Um, Otto Graham. <laughs> that's about it. No, but my thing though is that like I feel comparing them to old old quarterbacks like that are kind of silly. Because think about it, modern day quarterbacks are so different than what they were in the nineties. Right. And like Burrow, don't get it twisted, dude. His first touchdown was a running touchdown. It wasn't a throwing yeah. touchdown. Yeah, from like twenty out, right? Yeah, from like twenty up, out. Picked up a block, like he outran someone. Yeah. So I, I feel like the one thing that he has, the tangible that he has different than, you know, your I mean, obviously Steve Young was a Steve Young was a runner, right? I'm thinking of Montana. Which one was the one that used to run a lot? Steve Young was the one that was the runner. Joe Montana didn't run a lot, but he was more. Okay, yeah, because I knew one of those 49 quarterbacks yeah. was uh, notorious for running the ball. But but like, look at Philip Rivers, for instance, with the Colts. You can totally tell the dude is a dinosaur compared yeah. to like the rest of the he league. He has dinosaur arms too. He man. has you dinosaur arms. Motion? Yeah, man. And then like running in the the mobility. So I find it interesting when people like Tyler compare these quarterbacks to older generation quarterbacks. Which I would say, you know, a good thirty percent of the audience has no recollection it's, it's of whatsoever. Takey, it's a hot takey analysis radio kind of thing to make yeah. yourself sound smart. Sorry, Tyler. I, but I, I ran it by my brother. He called me Skip Bayless. He yeah, said I, I mean, it is. Out. It's something you throw at a wall. It's yeah. just, like you said, because there's not really too many people who could be like, oh, like Tyler. That, how the, old were you the last time Steve Young put on a helmet? Um, ten, I think. And see, exactly. that's my thing, though. Like half the analysis. And yeah, I see. Me and you, I'm not. I mean, I was watching sports, but yeah. I'm not watching sports like that. I'm like, ooh, football, Super Bowl, give yeah. me chips, you know. As exactly, a kid. exactly. But there are people out there who probably are. I'm not trying to trash Tyler. He probably does no, remember yeah, yeah. more than we do. But that is something radio people, TV people do mm -hmm. to prop themselves up and make themselves sound better. And then yeah. one person will do it, and then it's an echo chamber, and somebody's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that Steve Young. I just find Tyler it weird. on Tailgater Sports that Steve Young. Steve yeah, Young. That makes sense because they like. I should, I should be a tour guide in Canton. That's all I'm they, saying. There you go, man. <laughs> Stupid, but they like they throw out these quarterbacks. Like you know, I'm seeing a lot of Warren Moon and Cam Newton. Like, are you really, dude? Come on, give me a break. But I do agree though. Joe Burrow looked really good. Yeah. He looks fantastic. Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield. It's the first time that I, yeah. I mean, I don't really, I didn't really even care too much, but it's the first time that I watched with the anticipation of a Cleveland mm -hmm. Cincinnati game being entertaining. And it's because of the two QBs yeah. mainly. I mean, there are studs throughout the roster, Odell, Jarvis Landry on oh, the yeah. other side, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, like there was plenty of stars, but you're not going to have good games without a good QB and figure when was the last time both of these teams yeah. had a decent like, QB. Think about that. The, the Browns let up that many points against the Bengals and vice versa with the Bengals. But the Bengals are the ones that are supposed to have the cribblingly worst defense. Right. So it's interesting because you have two number one picks. My thing though is like, I'm think about like how mad some other fans around the league are like, God damn it. They got a good young quarterback. Jets fans must be pissed. Exactly. They're and getting that, robbed. Exactly. And that's where all these, Oh, Joe Burrow, two games in. I would already take him before Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, I probably would. I would too, <laughs> but in a heartbeat. Like, then you got people even stretching it as like, would you take him before Cam Newton? Would you take him before blah, blah, yeah. blah? It's like, guys, he looks good, but he's also still 0-2 yeah. and a rookie. The, the the one thing I give him the benefit of the doubt, though, is that he's doing so well with such a, with such a garbage team around him. Right. Exactly. So... Hats off to him. So I mentioned that, you know, this is the first time in a very long time that I've cared even remotely about a Bengals versus Browns game. 
And I feel like that was kind of just the general synopsis for main for most people following right. the game yesterday. It's a Thursday night football game, which is already a tough sell to some people. And it was between two teams for the most part in recent memory have just been irrelevant. And they pumped up the, oh, it's first time in forever, two QBs, and it's the future of the rivalry. The Battle of Ohio, the Battle of Ohio, Lake Erie, the Battle of Ohio. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, do people in Ohio care about the Battle of Ohio? Because I could give a crap. I think I think rivalries that have names are so played out when it gets to the professional level. Like college makes college makes sense. The college rivalries, that's the novelty in it. Right. It's like you guys, you got guys fighting Red for the River Showdown, yeah. Iron Bowl. You got fighting for Paul Bunyan's axe. Okay, right. like that's that's the fun. Apple Bowl. Yeah, like yeah. those are cool geographically, you know, like there it, it I makes feel like sense. College is a different beast, but I yeah. feel like there's obviously a history behind it. Tyler, right. get your brain ready. Um, oh, there's history. There is I know, plenty of history. I know I triggered you a little bit when I said the Battle of Ohio sounds stupid, even to people in Ohio, because who's going to care about it if you're not from Ohio? But, but see, that therein lies the your point, though, which is which is I think professional matchups with rivalry monikers, yeah, seems so you don't, silly. You don't give but, the Yankees, the Reds, and the Red Sox, yeah. a funny little nickname. Like, think about it. Literally, every single other sports team that I can think of doesn't have silly little moniker names for. The rivalries, except for the two teams in the state of Ohio, which just goes to show either they love their football that much or there is that little of things to get interested right. and excited about in the state of Ohio. So, I mean, I don't know. What about you, Tyler? All right, Tyler, let's defend it. Put on your Cleveland Browns, uh, Baker Mayfield jersey, your Bengals hat. Why is the Battle of Ohio such an important thing? Enlighten me. Let me take you back a little ways God. to 1946. I need to get, I need to get okay. some 46. I'm out. I'm out right there. 1946. <laughs> the Allies just dropped the atomic bomb on the Axis powers. And Japan the, is folded. This is why the Battle of Ohio is non-existent. We got to go back to 1946 God. to find a reason to care. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, go listen. ahead. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Let me, let me 19... get my notebook out. The history class is about to start. 1946, Paul Brown created... The Cleveland Browns. He named him after him. Kind of selfish, I know. But Paul Brown is known as one of the fathers, like the legitimate fathers of the National Football League. He forms the Cleveland Browns. He turns them into a dynasty. Him and Autogram go to 10 straight championships in a row. I believe they win seven of them. Fast forward to 1961. Paul Brown becomes co-owner of the team. The other co-owner is Art Modell. Art Modell then basically kicks Paul Brown out, fires him because Paul Brown was still the head coach, fires him from the team that he created and runs him out of Cleveland. <laughs> Five years later, Paul Brown shows okay, up so in now Cincinnati. we're 1950, okay. Okay, now we're, we're like 1968-ish, 1968. <laughs> Paul Brown, five years, five, six years later, shows up in Cincinnati, creates a brand new team, the Cincinnati Bengals. This dude is so pissed off at Art Modell that he takes the Bengals jerseys and makes them almost complete replicas of the Browns jerseys because he knew that the Browns were his team. And he was run out of town by Art Modell, who Cleveland still hates very much by the way, in fact, the whole state of Ohio hates him because he moved the Browns from Cleveland to Baltimore. So there's just a lot of bad blood so, there considering these two teams. It's just because Paul Brown hates Art Modell. Art Modell hated Paul Brown. The fan bases hated each other because they're like, who stole whose team? Who kicked who out? It's just a lot of 
bad blood. And they, Paul Brown echoed it to the Bengals players. And it, those used to be some massive dogfights back in the day. And you saw a little shades of it last night. You saw there was a little aggressiveness mm. more in the beginning of Here, the game. Here's Don't my, tell me you didn't here, see it. I no, know but you here's, saw it. Here's my thing, though, and which, which is what makes rivalries so funny to me. The fact that let's say let's say let's say you take the entire Browns roster, how many of those guys are actually from the state of Ohio? Yeah, like like thirty percent are probably from like Texas. You got guys from the Carolinas or whatever, and suddenly they're plopped into the city. And I find it so, I find rivalries so funny because it's like, hey, you have to hate this guy. I'm like, I don't have any connection with the city other than me playing for you guys. But my thing is the idea of like a, a rivalry with the with a clever name. And people hating each other is such a like 40s, 50s thing. Yeah. Like fresh out of the World War II. These guys got PTSD. They got an urge to kill. And it's like, hey guys, go attack that dude that looks like a tiger. Hey rookie. Hey, um, intro to Bengals team yeah. camp. <laughs> um, here's a history book. Let's read up so we're all pissed off at the Browns. Hey, or like hey, vice line versa. Hey linebacker who shell shocked and lost his best friend in Guadalcanal. Go attack this quarterback as hard as you can and just, you know, beat the life out of him. Because yeah. hey. He stole our name. Hey, Ohio, the Ohio. battle for Ohio. I exactly. Just, Tyler, I your so history funny. lesson just, I feel like, cemented my, nobody outside of Ohio would care about yeah. this Ohio like, Here's Here's battle. a great example. When you're in high school, you every high school has a rival. Same as college, you know, vice versa. Um, in high school, your rivalry is a pretty big thing because you're in high school. Yeah, you're right once there. You, you're once you graduate high school, a few years go by, you reflect back like, wow, that was pretty stupid. Yeah. I'm like, why did I hate these guys? Dude. I think it's about that back to now. my fraternity days at Cal State Northridge. Yeah. I'm like, man, I used to like get in borderline fights with people. Why? Over like Greek letters, Greek <laughs> rivalries. And it's like, it's so weird. Like I get it. People, there's probably, there probably were people that woke up yeah. yesterday. <sighs> Bengals week. Battle of Ohio. Imagine that life. <laughs> you waking up, waking up in your four, you wake up in your 400 square foot apartment in Cleveland. Look out your window. All you see is a brick wall because it's right next to another apartment complex. Like, oh man. Bengals week. Bengals week, baby. Let's go. You, you don't have a heater, so it's like 40 degrees. No socks. <laughs> Wife left you. Oh, Bengals week, baby. Let's do it. Let's hit it. I mean, hey, good for you, Ohio. Enjoy it. But okay, but here's the thing, too. Though. Like The Packers have the longest rivalry in the NFL with the Bears. I enjoy that game. I like to talk smack on, uh, on Twitter to, to Bears fans. And you can argue, yeah, okay, I grew up in Southern California. I've never been to Green Bay, but that's the team that I chose to root for. Sometimes I will start talking smack about bears. And I feel like that's just based off of game results. Though. Yeah, You're not exactly. thinking back in the frozen tundra days. Yeah. You but know. see, Tyler is the quintessential. He is the epitome of people who succumb to these stupidity of rivalries, which is just, you know what, man? I used to like the Giants, but back in the summer of uh, 2004, well, Michael Vick went to. Yeah, went I was going to say, how many times he brought up Michael Vick's leg getting broken? Who God. broke his leg? It's a preseason game against Baltimore. See, exactly. Yeah, and oh you probably God, hate man. Baltimore because of it, right? <laughs> God there you damn go. it, man. But, but I, I, I'm okay with Baltimore. Fun fact, I also know how the Packers-Bears rivalry started. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, I, I, I go, Pat, go, but I could I could give a crap. Like, why, bro? Like people, people are that yeah. deeply rooted in the silliness of rivalries, which I find crazy and funny. But, uh, but that being said, Tyler is the perfect example of somebody who would wake up and get excited for the Battle of Ohio. Yeah. Shout out to your brain, though, Tyler, because... I mean, good for little you. learning, little little history lesson today for everybody listening. Thank you, thank you. Well, luckily, we got the first edition of this year's Battle of Ohio out of the way. Yep. And hopefully, next time it's not on national television, <laughs> and we don't all have to succumb to watching it. But before we get into next week's games or this Sunday's games, I should say, I guess I did this a little ass backwards. Let's look at our guesses last week. Let's take our scoreboard out here for Tyler. 
Last week, guys, the official blowout of the week was, anybody remember off the top of their head? Bill's Jets. No. No? Ravens over Browns. I mentioned it. 38 to 6 in week one. Ravens smacked the Browns. Oh, that's right. The Bills are up early in the... Bills are up early and bitter over it because Jamison Crowder... Yep. Got loose, missed a tackle, 69 yards, yeah. and then they got one P.I. call. They got two four, two touchdowns for 14-point swing. I would have been in the running. That's right, that's right. Pissed yeah. me off because I was thinking that. I was like, dude, I got a pretty big lead here and yeah. two lucky calls. Damn. Um, last week, Randy picked the Steelers-Giants, 26-16, plus 10. I picked the Bills over the Jets, 27-17, so we both went plus 10. Nice. And what did, <laughs> what did uh, Tyler pick, guys? He picked the Colts over the Jags. The Colts Not actually lost now, 20 to 27. So as, you were the only one to yeah. pick a negative blowout. So that's not the purpose of the game. As much so. as I want to crap on Tyler, that, okay, that game, nobody saw coming. Yeah, no, no. Nobody but, saw but that it's coming. But it's good for what we're trying to do here. So. Gardner, Gardner, the stash Minshew, Minshew, went 95% yes. in passing. Back, back, back. Which is which is insane. Yeah, what three com- three incompletions? Dude, this no, this dude missed one incompletion. He went ninety five percent on the field for the entire day. Had he not played anything short of perfection, the Jags would not have won. And somehow he pulled they it won, out of yep. he pulled that rabbit out of the hat. So I root for Minshew. I don't mind it. I like. I, it. I don't care. I love I love folklore. I love just yeah. dumb things that people get behind, and Minshew. he's definitely one of them. So that's um an O for one for Tyler on the week. O Let's keep track, one. everybody. I guess we could give him an O for. Two technically since he picked the Falcons to beat the Seahawks um, <laughs> yeah. last week. So that didn't happen. So that's an 0 for 2 for Tyler here uh, early on. And you know what? Let's just get them all out of the way. Uh, who'd you pick in the survivor pool, Tyler? I, I picked the Colts to beat no, the Seahawks. Colts. So Ooh. let's go 0 for 3. T- 0 for 3, Tyler, out of, the, out of the gate here. Oh, no. Um, and I think I'm just going to keep a running tally of things we yeah. pick all, all season and see how bad Tyler will do. Did you, uh, did you guys have a favorite game from last week? I mean, aside from your team winning, but mine's Tyler. Like, uh, did you uh, did you guys have a favorite game you watched or no? I really liked the uh, Washington football team beating up on the Eagles after being down. See, and people nothing. laughed at me when they said the Washington was going to be a decent team. I think their their entire D line is comprised of former like first round draft picks. Like you have a line of studs. My interesting game though, tell me if you guys caught this one, uh, the Lions Bears game. Because Ooh, as the game yeah. was winding down, Swift is his name. Yeah, Swift, I think it was the wide Swift. receiver. Yeah, the dude had the ball in his hands. In his hands, yeah. and he dropped it. I don't know why he, That's tried, so crazy, rookies, why he tried to roll. He he could have just took it to the chest and fallen backwards, but he tried to roll into it. Uh, like he there was nobody behind him, and yeah. he just out of the hands. I enjoyed the Arizona Cardinals whipping mm, yes. up on the 49ers. I know you got a little 49ers hate in your blood because of last year against the Packers, but Kyler Murray, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins... Dude, they're a little legit. bit of a connection. What do you have, like 13 catches, something like that? Yeah, he had a lot. But their defense isn't that bad either. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, the 14 receptions, Clemson. 151 yards for D Hop in his first game with the Cardinals. I think the I think the Cardinals are not talked about enough where people forget all the signings they make. Like they made some pretty significant signings yeah. during the offseason and nobody paid attention. So and nobody I, knew. I texted you guys this. A lot of people were saying that Kyler Murray is like a sleeper MVP pick because like he he was good last year, but yeah. the Cardinals are the Cardinals, you know? And right. he's got D Hop and Larry on both sides. So Tyler's 0-1 for basically everything. Yeah, for life. <laughs> All right, Tyler, hit it. Week two, Tyler, where's the blowout? I'm going to go bold here. Uh, no, why? You didn't go bold last week. Pick, I am going to pick Bears over the Giants as the blowout. Now, it's funny you mention that because for my Pick'em Survival Series, I, I'm contemplating about pulling the trigger on the Bears. But uh, now there's a lot of confusing aspects when we put into play. Like I know the Bears aren't that great. Uh, but they did get the win last week, barely, if really, when you think about it. But 
with the Giants, <laughs> barely. Nice. But with the Giants, there's too many questions up in the air. I don't think Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback. I think his line is terrible. Uh, and while I am probably on on saying that I don't think Saquon Barkley is overrated, I do think from the last week, like Tiki Barber brought up, mentioned how he thought that Barkley was playing soft. I do kind of feel that because like people were giving him crap, such as Tyler, about how he would he what he had like six yards for the day or something. Yeah, he had nothing like that, yeah. abysmal. Number one, he didn't get the ball that much, and number two, with his O line, he was running into ba- he was just running into defenders. You know what I mean? But that D line on the Bears looks mighty fine, and I just I don't know how confident I am because as much as I want to say the Bears are going to beat the Giants, I can see the Giants pulling it off somehow. So I don't know. What do you guys think? And you just um, need a win. You're not looking for a crazy amount of points. No. You just yeah. need the win. It's just interesting that you brought this up because I brought this up to you, so I wanted to ask you guys. Do you think a Bears is an okay pick for my survival pick or no? I'd say yeah, because that Giants O-line is trash. Yeah. They're so okay. bad. But right. again, as long as you have Bears, Khalil Mack that's, healthy, That's you're the good. biggest problem yeah. is like, they're the Bears. How many times has the Bears choked up on themselves and blown it last they ne- second? They you nearly know? lost to the Lions. Look, if you're going to collapse, just get... um. Big D Nick out there, and you know we'll be good to go. Oh, Big D Nick. All right, so we got Tyler's pick then. Yeah, what was your pick in Tyler? Sorry, just one more time, just so it's all uh, fresh. Bears over the Giants. I feel like the pick is obvious, like it's staring us right in the face, but it's absurdly obvious, and it's 49ers Jets. But I'm kind of feeling like after the 49ers did not look good last week. That's the problem. Yeah, but the Jets look I know. atrocious. Yeah, but Sam Darnold looked. so <laughs> So bad. Looks like he still has mono. Like it. You see the ghosts. I've never. <laughs> the Bills winning makes me happy, but then the Jets losing to the Bills in the fashion that they did. And again, they yeah. got some. They got some fluff points, but they looked awful, terrible. Le'Veon Bell's hurt. He's Sam talking, Darnold can't throw the ball, and and Bell's still talking up a storm on Twitter. Like, bro, what are you talking <laughs> about? Your team is terrible. So you're in. You're in tank for Trevor territory if they lose the next two games. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Must my, win game for the Jets this week, week two. It's just it's complete Jets fashion though. When they crap the season away, they choose an O lineman versus a quarterback because that's just what the Jets do. Yeah, you know. But here's my thing though. Last week I mentioned how the Eagles are the most uninteresting football team to watch in the NFL. I could argue that the Jets are up there too. Like there are certain teams that I just even if it's on, I probably I mean. Unless I'm forced to watch it, I'm probably not going to watch it. Like, I never watch any Eagles games because the, there's something about the Eagles that's just boring. The Eagles are a boring team. And I feel like the Jets are, too, because it, it's completely different, though, because the Eagles aren't necessarily a garbage team like the Jets. Right. It's just their style of play is just boring. It's dull. The Jets are just terrible. Like, watching Shout the Jets. Shout out to Fireman Ed for retiring halfway through a game. Like, the Jets make me sad. So, <laughs> if I'm going to go ahead and make a pick, this is a bold pick, too. I'm going to go ahead and choose the Rams. Over the Eagles, it's no way game. It's across the country. It's early, but the Rams look so good week one. I don't think the Cowboys are that bad. I mean, that was a questionable call at the end, but I think the Rams are going to go into Philadelphia and they're going to beat them. It's going to be by 21. Let's go 21 points. I think it's going to be a blowout. That's a bold pick. I'm going to go for it here. And I think this is going to be a kind of a regression to where they should be versus a team that shows that okay no we're we're for real and we just kind of laid out the hierarchy of the perennial or yeah the perennial or usual contenders for the playoff spots oh, or even the super bowl this. i'm going the sunday night game guys i'm going seahawks over the patriots in yep. seattle 
I think Cam Newton and the Patriots kind of, you know, they had a Miami game. I think a very good feeling out process for a new QB in New England with Bill Belichick. A lot of people were saying, oh, Patriots just, yeah, you underestimate Bill. You underestimate Bill Belichick. I know Tyler, hide your boner. You underestimate Bill Belichick, blah, blah, blah. Tom Brady lost in Tampa Bay. Who's going to win the the breakup? Whatever. Mm -hmm. I think Seattle, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf had a dime dropped in his hands last week. And I think DK Metcalf's only going to get better as the season goes along. My pick for the blowout is going to be Seahawks over New England. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because the page, what I saw both in the Patriots and the, the Tampa Bay, you know, the Bucks is they're both, to quote that old Arizona Cardinals coach who I can't remember, they are who he thought they were, right. whatever it is he says. Yeah. Oh, that's Danny Green, baby. Yeah, yeah. Danny Green. Because, congrats. You want to crown their ass? Crown! <laughs> congrats. The Pats beat the Dolphins. Sick. Yeah, nice job, guys. Exactly. And then the Buccaneers, who are with the, fir the first time playing with Brady, and Brady has a certain style to his play. This is their first game, minus preseason. Yeah. And they lost to the leading to the contender Saints. for the NFC. Yeah. Give me a break, dude. Like, that's so silly well, to just you, can them how already. How do you think they looked week one, Tyler? I don't know if you watched much, but I know a lot of people were all, look at Cam Newton's back. Yeah. Well, dude, Cam Newton's like held together by duct tape, I feel. Oh, yeah. And if they're running him as much as they're running him last week, how do you feel? How do you feel about your $40 bet between the two of us after week one, See, Tyler? I, I feel I feel great about my $40 bet. In fact, I feel so good okay. that Careful. I will bet you $20 that the Pats go into Seattle and beat Seattle. See, Tyler's broke. That's why he wants to make <laughs> yeah. his bets. He's he's cashing checks. I'll take it. Whatever, man. I got $20. Right, whatever, spare. man. I'll take are it. You, I you. swear to God, Randy, are you comparing me to Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems? <laughs> Tyler, I will Tyler, kill you. Tyler's pawning his mom's wedding yeah. ring to afford all these expenses. Like, Dude, okay, I don't feel good about this one, so I need to start making cash in other ways. Oh, God. Yeah, but... um. I, I, you, ah, man. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't go against you because I literally just said the Rams are going to go into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles bright and early Sunday morning. The Patriots are doing the exact same thing, just coming the opposite direction to play the Seahawks. So, I mean, the the thing is though, it, it goes back to what we what we just spoke about. The week one wins, sure, but what do week one wins really prove? You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm a Packers fan. Super excited that Aaron Rodgers had his way with the stupid yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Like 44 points or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 44 points. But the entire secondary is rookies. They're yeah. Cam Dantzler and, and uh, some other schmuck trying to cover Devontae Adams and uh, the rest of the 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 rest of the offense. So it's like, cool. But you got to take it with a grain of salt. So and 20 bucks on the line, thing. Tyler, for Seattle versus Patriots. Week two. 20 bucks on the line for Seattle, uh, New England. I got New England. Randy, if you want to throw in 20 bucks, I I'll just do said, 40. I, put I'll, me in. All right. You want to do 40? Okay. I was going to say, 40, what, Tyler, I'll tell you what, Tyler. I'll throw in a PS5. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was going to say oh, you geez. can divvy it up, but if you want to throw 40 on the line for yourself, I was going to say, we'll I'll, throw, I'll throw 40, 20 each. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm Tyler. A gambling man. Okay. <laughs> all right. Man. You're a bold. It's a bold I, I, move, dude. Dude. I. For a guy who's 0-3 and yeah. picks after one week. Especially the dude who literally only. especially only. the dude who literally just played the Seahawks. He's like, hey man. <laughs> I know. I'm all in. Okay. Whatever you say, Tyler. All right, real quick. So we got our blowouts out of the way. We got our next check from Tyler in the mail already. Let's run through our teams real quick. My Buffalo Bills over the Dolphins. We gotta dive too much into it. Why I'm confident. That, that no. Josh Allen looked decent. I mean, he I know he had one bad pass that most people highlighted on Twitter. Yeah. But the dude's running, the dude's Completion was through the roof compared to what he used to be. You need, you need to tell that dude to slide, man. Like, chill out, bro. You're you're trying to act like no. like Jerome Bettis. I hold chill my breath out. every weekend with the guy. God, everywhere. Okay, and the okay, and then Randy, you got the Packers have. Well, let me sit We're taking on the Lions. 
yeah. Lions are Detroit's coming to Lambeau. I feel good about it. You know, I think I think if anything, what the uh, what the matchup between the Lions and the Bears showed me is uh, the NFC North is still horrifically weak and garbaggio. So I'm not too worried about the Lions. It's the rest of the NFC that really keeps me up at night. So I um I I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions put up a few points because even though we quote unquote kind of blew out. The, the Vikings, they still put up a decent amount yeah. of points on us. Matt Stafford so, will find the end zone yeah. somehow. So I, I see the same thing kind of happening, but I, I definitely see the Packers pulling out a win. All right, Tyler, Falcons have the Cowboys in Jerry World in Dallas. I feel uh, I feel confident. I feel really good. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, Zeke Elliott versus Grady Jarrett on the Falcons D-line. Grady Jarrett is one of the best run stoppers in the league, so that'll be interesting. Go the also, the direction. Falcons secondary on the uh, Cowboys wide receivers. So you got Amari Cooper, you got CeeDee Lamb, you got Michael Gallup. So our secondary against those guys is going to be interesting. Looked like we had a little bit of a pass rush. I believe we sucked Russell Wilson three or four times last week. Sucked him what? He sucked what? We, oh, sacked him. My bad. Sacked him. Sacked him. <laughs> my surprised. bad. Woo. God bless you for being confident in your team, but the the Falcons by no means have had an easy beginning to their season. Like the team. No, and it gets face, worse at the end. Yeah. It gets worse at the end. Like, oh yeah, that was right. At the end of the season, you take on Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and then Tampa Bay again or something. But No, it's Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's so It's brutal. even worse. But uh, I mean, hey, I don't know, man. If if I was a Falcons fan, I'd be pretty nervous. I would, I would, I, I, especially I going nervous, to Dallas. I'm confident, Dal- dude. Dallas barely lost to the Rams. Yeah, they gotta be pissed. And the Rams look spectacular this year, so I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the living shiitake mushrooms out of you. So. Randy, Randy, any given Sunday. That's all that matters. All right. Any given Sunday. All right, all right. Hey, look. All I care about besides the Packers taking on the Lions. Is New, New England, uh, Seattle. That's all on my yeah, mind right now. 20 bucks in my pocket 20 bucks Monday in my morning. Pocket. Oh, yeah. So, real- hey, Randy, Randy, you got some uh, catching up to do on fantasy, too. Nick Chubb oh, kind of beat you up right. last night. We got our first head to head in the room okay. in fantasy football. I'm, I'm still projected to win yeah. by, by, by a hair, really, but I'm still, you know, hey, I'm feeling okay. I, uh, I mean, I was lucky because on my other fantasy team, I had uh, Beckham and, uh, and Boyd. Okay. And both those dudes took down some, uh, some touchdowns, but. Goddamn the fumble the ball, Burrow, letting Nick Chubb walk into the end zone. I, know. I hate those plays that get uh. called back on the one yard line or something. And then you oh, when that went because I have Baker on one team, Odell on another. So I'm like, sick yeah, connection, right? And then they're reviewing it and it's like, oh, down the one, down the one. I'm like, if you bring this back and hand the ball off to freaking Kareem Hunt or something, I'm gonna be so pissed. But luckily it all worked out for me better in the end. Yeah, the only the only real question for me as far as um, my matchup against Tyler this week is maybe switching Hunter Henry for George Kittle. Because Kittle's starting right now, but Kittle's had knee injuries. Yeah. Hunter Henry, issues. he's in a more pass happy team too. Yeah, he, you know, but but look at like the Chargers, although they pulled out the win against the Cincinnati last week. Not a whole lot of progress on the field, dude. How, how crazy is it to see a kicking woe go in the Chargers' direction for once? Fat Randy. You're like, <laughs> Fat Randy. Fat, Fat Randy. Randy Bullock, man. He God. comes up, holds his, holds his calf, his right calf, like, oh, pulled a hammy or whatever. Yeah. And then he's, lift, he's listed as a left leg injury after the game. So everybody's like, <laughs> yo, what's this guy's deal? You would think walking around carrying that much weight, his calves would be rock solid. Yeah. Randy, I looked at uh, I looked at our matchup right now, and you have a uh, Tyler Boyd under bench with twenty point two points. No, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking about the uh, the other fantasy league that I have. Okay, but okay, that's a good thing to point out, though. He's on your bench in ours. Yeah, that's well, unfortunate. That is unfortunate. But <laughs> think about it. Like week one, he got two points. 
Yeah. You know, and this week I was like, ah, I don't know how I feel about it. I've got a few other guys in reserves. I hate bench points, man. It sucks. And it's always such a hard thing to do. Yeah. Like I have Zach Moss as a second string running back in for Buffalo. He found the end zone, but he's on my bench because I can't yeah, man. justify putting him in over, you know, somebody else who's a number one starter on another team. I totally messed up because I had Burrow and Boyd on my bench. Right. So it's like I could have had 40 points up by now, but unfortunately I do not. So real quick before we get out of football talk, before we leave, because we got to we got to at least touch on the Clippers and Doc Rivers and that ish storm that just unfolded on everybody fell into the laps of sports Twitter. It was amazing. Week two. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trying to avoid going 0-2, right? Yep. Scrolling through Twitter this morning, saw a stat roll by from Bouchergrass over at ESPN. This week, Brady is trying to avoid becoming 0-2 to start a season for the first time ever. Um, Who are they playing again? The Panthers. Carolina. It is also, Ooh. he's trying to avoid a four-game losing streak for the second time in his career. The only other time he's ever suffered four losses in a row, obviously dating back to last year, is in 2002. Oh, first of all, first thought, F that, because a lot of those wins were all because of the Bills. Shut up. 0-2 to, ne- he's never been 0-2 to no, start no, his I'm career. I'm saying shut up to I Brady. Know. I know. It's an, it's annoying. I, I, I'm you know, triggered because I'm a, lot, yeah. I'm a lot more content with accepting Brady and Gronk because they're not in my division. Right. Go have fun, bro. Down. I like watching your videos. Yeah. But that stat direct ties directly back into him using the damn bills as a doormat. I think he's like 32 mm. and three or something Jesus. in his career. Christ. <sighs> oh, never been 0 2. Insane to think about. I don't know if I don't know if he's gonna pull off the win this week against the uh against the Panthers. Panthers in Tampa. Know. We'll see. I'm not, see, I'm not I'm not entirely sold on it. But then again, like we like we've said a bajillion times in this podcast uh, already, it's week two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people are already crapping the Must bed on Brady. win week yeah. for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay? So silly. but Probably he, right, Tyler, because Falcons must win week. I mean, look, if we win and the Bucks lose, the division is ours. That's all it is. Yeah, week yeah. two is decided. Yeah, the Saints don't <laughs> exist anymore, apparently. Yeah, they, they don't. They Not in my book. I hate them. They suck. They but, uh, but, you know, on one account, I do... I mean, it seems like it's obvious writing on the walls that Brady has to win this game. Not because he's not because he has to, or else he's gonna season gonna, gonna crumble. Catch so much slack. It's dude. just it's just that like, how does Brady lose a second game? And then imagine he loses zero and two, and the Pats yeah. do win, which won't happen because I'm I need that yeah, twenty bucks. Not. But if imagine they do they go two and zero in New England, he goes zero uh, and two in Tampa Bay. The hot takes are you better put on uh, your gloves, man, because it's gonna be man. scorching in the kitchen. But it's so silly though because you. I, I, these analysts know exactly what they're doing. They're just adding oh, gas to the fire. Yeah. But it's like it's like comparing water to oil. You know, uh, the oil being Brady, who's the the archaic sit in the pocket sort of quarterback. God forbid he runs because he's not going to get far. Versus Cam Newton, which I mean, he's basically his bones are made of glass. Yeah. But if he has to run, he will run. Yeah, he's so. six six. He's huge. And dude, Gronk, man, oh my god, Gronk should just should have just stick to the reality shows, bro, because he looks good in practice. He shouldn't even done that, man. He's pretty rough on TV. God, God bless Gronk, man. But I, he, dude's gonna get hurt. Yeah, and scripted. He just throw a TV or camera in front of him, let him yeah. be Gronk. But once he has to be like wrangled up and do stuff and remember the cringy lego stuff he was doing for a little bit <laughs> that's right like it's like dude oh that's just, right new year's just eve be gronk and but it's like never forget game, please. that he's the greatest 24 7 ww champion the world has ever seen that so. was also cringy too yeah, man that was the only appearance that gronk has done that i really really enjoyed was when he was on family guy and he's like yeah, terrified of bees. Yep. That's literally it. The only Gronk I like is the Gronk that we see on Bleacher Report's Gridiron Heights every week. Yeah. That is the best Gronk there is. But uh, yeah, do, do you think the uh, Tampa Bay is going to pull it off against? I think so. I don't think the Panthers are good enough. I don't think they Tom, will. Tom Brady will figure it out. 
I think More Christian McCaffrey is... will give them a run for their money, but that's pretty much it. A run, yeah, literally. Nice. Oh, right. there you We're go. We're all here today with these puns. Yeah, so we'll circle back here, check up in our blowouts, and see how bad Tyler does in week two. Me and Randy will be probably $20 richer next week. Catching. Um... I know we're talking football. This is going to be a crazy primarily. This is going to be tons of football here now that football's back. But we do have to dabble when things are dabble worthy. And I assume, I, I didn't run it by you guys, but I assume blowing a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets when you have double-digit leads in all three of your elimination games is dabble worthy. Am I assuming correctly, guys? Yeah. You would be assuming correctly, okay. especially from that team. They are from Los Angeles, so you have to bring it up. What's the F? So the... If you're living on a rock, Los Angeles Clippers up 3-1 against Denver Nuggets. They lose in seven. They had leads of 16, 19, and 12 in games 5, 6, and 7, respectively, obviously. Yet, the Denver Nuggets are the ones staying in the bubble, facing LeBron James for a shot at the Larry O'Brien trophy, guys. Has there ever been a more, like, just diabolical and just ish storm of an NBA Twitter night, a sports Twitter night. Because I know bad. you guys are really locked bad. in on the sports stuff on Twitter. It, and this stuff spilled into yeah. like people who weren't even sports fans, and they're just taking their shots at dog. Oh, yeah. Playoff P, Paul George, was getting torn to shreds. He looked yeah. awful in that game seven. Hit the, he hit the side of the backboard <laughs> twice. Not to uh, not to, to rip away at a, at a somewhat closed wound, Tyler, but this is I would say this is as comparable to the uh, Falcon meltdown yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, if, if you were to say 28-3 to three was like the game four point yeah. of that series, Clippers, they look, and, uh, they're ready. They're good. They got to win one more game, close it out. Right. And I mean, th when you compare the two, they're obviously different. One being the precipice of football. This right. is the pinnacle, the Super Bowl. Yeah, you got a this, quarter and a half. Yeah, this was a semis to get into the conference finals. And, and three games. The only difference is, and the reason why they're so closely, uh, so closely matched is because the Clippers were talking nonstop smack. Dude. They were literally a reality TV show. Lemon Pepper Lou. You got people. You got you people talking smack on Instagram you, you got to Trailblazers. Pat Bev falling over the boards, talking ish on the court nightly. Yeah, and I just I, I think what it what it was was had they just shut the just shut their mouths and played. They, this wouldn't be. I mean, actually, I don't and know. No, this this would have been, been bad. as bad. This was. This was Lake. The only thing that would have been worse, and to be honest, this probably could is worse than going to yeah. the Western Conference Finals and losing the Lakers. To the Nuggets. At least you made it to the Lakers. But this was a three-one collapse to the Denver Nuggets to Jamal Murray and the Joker. No, which is so funny. I think and like they got a the Nuggets got a dude Porter Michael Porter Jr. on the team who's convinced that COVID is a brainwashing <laughs> simulation or something and you guys lost to those dudes Jesus Christ not only that but like when you reflect back on the season everything negative about them is being brought up the fact that Kawhi wanted to take nights off his knee was hurt all he didn't sudden, want to play they're talking about how you know we were never really championship caliber nobody we never said that and we're like you guys said that you come here you both yeah. said we come here to win championships and now you're backtracking <sighs> it honestly could not have been any worse of a situation for the yeah. Clippers Doc's done this before he's now lost three <sighs> series playoff series where he's been up three one what three of them what was that uh what was that stat they brought up that the clippers have been uh at eight points on a game seven to uh, no, no, no uh eight potential playoff clinching games and they're oh, that's eight. right and they're oh and eight yeah. 50 God. years 50 year drought for a western conference final hey, never been past the second round seattle doesn't have a team just saying dude and then now that's my biggest thing okay whatever dude sports are sports you lose yeah you don't, this doesn't happen. This is not at the level that I don't think people grasp. Yeah, people aren't getting you, this. You don't, 
when you're the Clippers in LA, you're already at a negative. You're already the redheaded stepchild for a saying. You're already the doormat of mm -hmm. LA sports. Nobody likes you. There's jokes every year. Go to San Diego. Go here. Go there. You just said it. There's room Seattle, in Seattle. See, there's, an, there's an open stadium in Seattle, guys. Palmer's building a damn arena. Talking about pretty much negating yeah. the forum. Lakers history. Nobody likes them here. How, like, I woke up the next day and thought, dude, how does Kawhi Leonard walk around Los Angeles? Yeah. No, you know what else is really crazy? It's funny you mentioned that too. So when Kawhi made the jump to the Clippers, New Balance released this trailer and they they basically, they, it's him driving in a low rider through Los Angeles. Dude. And the freeway exit signs were like Kawhi Town. They were saying all these what, things and Kawhi was like, yep, this is my what town. What about the, the commercial they were uh, running in the playoffs? Kawhi's playing a piano. It's like, oh, this is his act. We're just watching. Yeah. God, Bro, like they, they bought in so hard uh. to this. We're here. We're going to win. And they didn't uh, even get the Lakers matchup. This this is how are you, Paul George, going to East Los Angeles yeah. to buy some tacos at King Taco? How are you, Paul George? Because you know, I mean, you're probably not gonna get ish talked to because you're still Paul George. Nah, depending but, on what parts of LA you are, you will get yeah, trash. You, you'll get people driving by in their car, Instagram videoing, playoff P, more like playoff pussy, you know? Yeah. Like, come I just don't I can't grasp just that level of stardom. Uh -huh. And then being in Los Angeles where it's almost it's the negative yeah. to be that guy. And the reason why I think this is this will happen is because obviously with the exception of the uh the Dodgers, the Lakers are the most beloved thing in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like they are the most beloved thing in LA in Southern California. And so the idea of you being on the step, redhead stepchild and then you talking all that smack and then you choking in Bro. the playoffs Dude, you for, can't walk for around For those LA. that don't live in Los Angeles, there are billboards, Clippers billboards around LA. Yeah. Squad over self. They're all jabs at the Lakers, obviously. Squad over self. You got Montrez Harrell, Pat Bev, Lou Will. Squad yeah. over Streetlights over spotlights. Squad over self. Look at their jerseys. Their jerseys are supposed to look like old time, like old Roman fonts. Driven over given. Like these are, the whole season was this big, crescendo to we're gonna beat them finally Kawhi's here Paul George it's a new era in Los Angeles yeah. and it could not have gone any worse I get secondhand embarrassment man I get I, I get cringe watching it's, it it's uncomfortable oh yeah and, like, and now I'm stuck listening to oh LeBron's gonna win his fourth <laughs> ring the same way Kobe did Dude. in Orlando beating the Nuggets at Western Conference thanks a lot Clippers Dude, it was it, go to hell. it was like it was like a sports hurricane man yeah. Lakers fans just in in it circling NBA fans Doc Rivers haters just all circling and then it just whoosh, hit landfall and I I think back to you guys remember game six was on an NFL Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. oh yeah, that's and right. We, we mentioned it because he got buried in week one football. It got buried. And I'm like, dude, they just choked. Oh. They choked away. This was the second choke. They still had one coming down the line. They had no idea about. They choked away game six in the middle of NFL week one. And I'm like, dude, thank God this is football's going right now because they would be getting buried alive. Lo and behold, two days later, it happened anyways. This is so, oh. <laughs> it's, it was nuts to think about. It's still kind of crazy. And guess what? Doc is still going to be around, apparently, because Kawhi likes him. Yeah. It's you, wild, Remember, remember for, like, for like a day, the Clippers said that they were gonna they were just done playing basketball? They're better off <laughs> just not playing basketball yeah, than going think, back and playing I basketball. Think Dame, it was either Dame, because Dame is the one who's getting the beef with Pat Bev on IG yeah. and stuff. So him and CJ McCollum, they got bounced in the first round. They started popping off on Twitter. Dame was talking about, oh, they were talking about leaving the bubble, but I didn't think they meant go out like that. And people and, and people who are talking back to Dame for for throwing those jabs, no, 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 he has every right yeah, to dude, do so. Pat, like, they, sure, the Trailblazers lost in the first round, but there's no, 
you're not getting a prize for getting dumped out yeah, in the second round. If anything, the Clippers had a, obviously had a much worse exit than the Trailblazers. I think Dame God. tweeted out saying that he hasn't made his Cancun reservations yet. And he extended an invitation to Pat Beverly. Like, it sucks because you know in LA, if you're not from LA, dude, the Clippers are already in the hole. Like, they're in the negative significantly when it comes to fandom. And just something like this, man, I don't know if you can ever recover. And then you're going to move to Inglewood. I love it. You're going to move to Inglewood where it's 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 tough. I don't I just thought about that. I was like, how are you Kawhi Leonard in Los Angeles? You know, you just feel yep. you feel like you're unwanted and you just signed it. Well, then again, I just I can't say that because there are now conspiracy theories because both PG, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have opt out clauses next summer. So now people are thinking, oh, well, if it's not if it's not fixed this year, are they all going to stay? And then the Clippers are back again behind the eight ball and development. It's all because they lost to the freaking Denver Nuggets. But like, read the writing on the wall, man. Like, you guys, I, I cannot think of another example of a, of a city with two sports teams in which the other sports team is considered lower than the other. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at New York, sure, you got the Mets, the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees yeah. have one up over the Mets, but the Mets are still respected. And even those those ones, they're not technically in the same city. Yeah, they're like in Jersey, pretty much. Yeah. And then you look LA, at... LA, the Lakers and the Clippers share a hallway. Yeah. They're in the same arena and it's like, okay, oh, now they're going to build this new mega or this new arena down by the Sof- down by SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. And that's just going to piss people off because that's going to lead to the forum being torn down, dude. I guarantee the forum will be torn down. And now you're the Clippers. Yeah. Now you're the Clippers that lost to the Nuggets. And now you're the Clippers that tore down the freaking Great Western Forum. Bummer, bro. You're from the Northwest. Seattle's Seattle, without dog. a team. Cancel your plans. Get a nice new uh, Save the World Arena yeah. or whatever it's called. The yeah, Green Earth Arena the in Seattle. Seattle. The, the Kraken are going to be playing in, man. That's beautiful. It's 100% like green and like zero emissions. Because you, Come on. The, the entire stadium runs on what, like then, bacon grease or like corn oil or something? Because you you're saving the planet at the you're, same time. And you're in Seattle, for man. Anyone, for anyone who is still not understanding what we're saying, just pick any picture of Kawhi Leonard, put that on Twitter, and just post pain yeah. right next it's, to it. And that's exactly so, what we're saying. I, my favorite thing, though, is that like after all this is said and done, they talk to Kawhi, and Kawhi's like, oh, we used to become a smarter team. What? <laughs> Like, okay, yeah, I understand people who throw I, I who throw jabs at their coaching staff or whatever, but you've got two champions right. on your bench. You Doc got, Rivers is a champion. You Ty Lue is a champ. Reigning sixth man of the year in Harrell, perennial sixth man of the year in Lou Will. Like, what do you mean, bro? Just admit you guys got punked. Kawhi, you are what? Like a three-time champ. You led by 16, 19, and 12 Dog, in close out you're, games. You are a three-time champ, right? Two-time, I think two-time NBA Finals MVP, if I'm if I'm mistaken, yeah. and you're bro, you're going like what four for eleven in the fourth they were quarter? So bad. God, man! I'll say Dude, it one more Doug, time. PG was hitting the backboard, bro. <laughs> he hit the backboard. The side of it. I'll say it one more time. Board man feels pain. Board man is. is board, board man, man feels now because he's now, not in the playoffs. Now I'm so like and from here on out, I'm so sick of it. Like I don't want to hear about the Clippers. Yeah. Just, just let them play. Just, or just make him go away, man. It's mean now. It's like that ship Simpsons to, gift. Bro, ship him to Vegas. They're dead. Just, oh, God. Send him to the T-Mobile Arena, okay? The Vegas Clippers or the Vegas High Rollers or something. They can go play over there. Just, I saw a meme too. It was the Staples Center. And you know how like in high school, they have like the varsity JV freshman team? Yeah. So the varsity at 9 p.m. were the Lakers. Oh, yeah, I saw the, uh, the LA Sparks were the uh, JV team at 7.30. Soft. Yeah, and then the Frost Soft team was at 5 p.m. And that was the Clippers. So, but I just, it's so insane, man. They have all, they have legit 
award-winning players on that team. Mm -hmm. Their coaching staff is experienced, and they have all-stars. Silver lining, guys. They probably hit up Magic City and got some dope-ass wings after and did not get in trouble for it. Lemon Lemon Pepper pepper Lou. The only thing that could save the Clippers here in so much of this torment is if the Lakers lose, I guess, next round, right? That's the only way they save face even a little bit. Like, they're not gonna. There's no way coming back. Well, I I just hope the Lakers take the Nuggets seriously because the Clippers obviously did not, and they got smacked in the face. But I mean, the I I I really at this point I don't know what's gonna happen, right? Because people, everyone's overlooking the Nuggets again. But it's like, dude, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's putting fifty pieces on people in the first round. Jamal Murray got it out the mud, man. Took on the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, head to head. He came out waiting on top. Then takes on the Los Angeles Clippers, which talked all that smack. Like we we mentioned all those guys in that roster. And now they're taking on the Lakers. And I mean, yeah, the Lakers have a lot of rest, but dude, who knows what's gonna happen, man. (laughs) Game Meanwhile, one tonight. Meanwhile. We're recording. I know. Tonight's Friday. Meanwhile, so very quietly in the Eastern Conference, the Heat are ten yeah. and one. In Jimmy the Butler's a monster. I've been actually, Dude, I've been watching more Heat games than any other game, any other series in the NBA playoffs. Because they're fun. They, there's been like six or seven overtime games. Yeah. They're dogs too, man. And Tyler the, Hero, shout out to the white guy, Tyler Hero, making me feel good. And then the Celtics are imploding on themselves. Yeah. They apparently, up, apparently they were tearing yeah. each other apart in the locker room. Or just Marcus too. Smart was, yeah. which I mean, at this point doesn't really surprise me because it's Marcus Smart, right. but they were up by double digits, dude. So I don't know. Look at us talking basketball, guys. Who says we're a football podcast? There you go. Sports, tailgated sports, all encompassing. And we love you too, <laughs> hockey, baseball. Yeah. There you go, Randy. Look at that. See, he's allergic to Clippers bull crap. Dude, the most exciting thing happened in baseball the other day with the uh, the Twins White Sox. Oh, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, Josh Donaldson or whatever his name is. Yeah, bring her a ring. Hit a home run, and on the way back, he kicked dirt over home plate, and the ump threw him out. And that was the most exciting thing in baseball for the last month. That's the epitome of a ball don't lie situation, because he argued a, a strike call two pitches before he hit the home run. Yeah. Argued a strike call, pimps a shot into the outfield, goes over, Stomp, drag, dirty, dirty plate, comes back, dirty, dirty plate, gets kicked out. That's a way to exit a game. Yeah, to be literally honest. in the past month, it's that or the fact that the A's played in like three feet of thick smoke from the wildfires. Right. That's about it. Other than that, nothing else Look really exciting. Look at that. Well, and we have officially filled our baseball court. There we go. Let's go, go back boys. To football, let's go. guys. What are we doing? All right, let's go. Now Next the, week. Now, the MLS. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's get <laughs> out of here. Week two NFL action is here. We'll circle back. Obviously, recap how we did on the blowouts. Our picks maybe will be a little richer, probably, because Tyler cash. sucks. Um, but let's sign out, guys. Randy, Tyler, you know how to do. All right, find me on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, it's Randall. That's Randall with one L. Let's go, Packers. I can't wait for that crisp $20. Actually, no, I'm going to get my money Venmo. That $20 <laughs> Venmo notification. Can't wait for that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Go, Pack, go. Uh, you can find me at Tyler the Board up on Twitter and Instagram. And I will say this once and once only. Gambling is addicting. Please call the Gambler's uh, Anonymous <laughs> hotline if you are feeling addicted. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be $40 richer on Sunday. Yeah, I'm loving sure. this. Uh, make sure Tailgater Sports on Instagram, guys, at Tailgater Sports, tailgatersports.com. <laughs> I'm Eric. Follow me on Twitter, underscore Roberts11, Instagram, E, Soundwave. Until next week, guys, go watch some damn sports. If your loved one has struggles with gambling, please call 1-800-522-4700. That's 1-800-522-4700. Been a public service announcement from your friends at Tailgate Sports.